Welcome to the playground where the players play. I'm your host. My name is Eddie Flewellen, and my guest on the playground, as you can see, is Kevin Dorsey. And for those that don't know Kevin Dorsey, this man has quite a resume. I'm going to first of all start with the fact that we've known each other for ages. We've kind of lost contact because Kevin has been so crazy busy over the years. And I'm going to let Kevin tell you his story because this story is interesting, like from the very beginning. But I will warn you, watching Kevin, listen, watching Kevin, listening to Kevin, um, I'm already prepared to be in tears laughing. That's one of the things that's not on his resume is that he is a crazy comedian. <laughs> So I'm already prepared to be cracked up and cracking up laughing here. So Kevin, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Eddie. And thank you so much for having me. It's great to see you. You're looking great. Um, thank you. As you said, I mean, hey, we hail from Akron, Ohio. Yes. You know, yes. from from raw soul to my little band, <laughs> The Bitter End, to the Tropicana, where they're shooting people just to get a drink and there you go. And, and before we go any farther, shout out to both of our friend Philip Ingram, because Philip yeah. was like, have you spoken to Kevin yet? I'm like, Kevin. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Yep. 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 So, yeah. so, so again, thank you. It's it's amazing because we come from this little town. I mean, which uh, I mean, the state of Ohio in itself, I mean, is just a, a mega bed for uh musicians, mm -hmm. vocalists, and let alone funk and mm -hmm. R&B. Mm -hmm. And uh, to come from there uh, and then to be where we are. I mean, mm -hmm. Eddie, I mean, you and, and Philip and the guys, I mean, helped pave the way for guys like me. Oh, please. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I mean, you got to remember, I mean, Switch was doing it. Mm -hmm. When you. we were just thinking of when we can be able to do it, you mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys, and, and that's it. It was a matter of when, not if. <laughs> you know? You're absolutely right. And mm -hmm. and I was I was just like, wow, when the opportunity came and uh, and I had the opportunity to audition for Quincy Jones, which once again was set up by Philip Ingram. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, man, I auditioned with 7,000 people from around the world. Jeez, and he had four positions open uh and i don't brag but i was actually the first one chosen from that four mm -hmm. and myself saida garrett uh daryl mm -hmm. fennessy and david Swanson. Mm -hmm. and um you know from that it, it's just blossomed into you know me just pretty much losing my mind and just belief <laughs> right right i was you know what i was doing right before yeah. we go there, I, I want to go back to, I mean, even before that, because your story was interesting in, in that, like in the beginning, like you said, Switch was out there and all that stuff. And you you had come to, to LA mm -hmm. and you had, you know, I mean, we were all like, you know, doing our thing and all that, yeah. you know, and like I said, Kevin was just, I mean, we were all like just having fun, you know, trying to get, trying to get our foot in the door and this and that and the other. Kevin was there and then Kevin disappeared. Yes. You know, and I remember thinking, okay, where, what happened? Kevin was here and then he wasn't. Okay. Yeah. And I want you to fill in the blank on that one because I mean, talk about a story of pulling out the bootstraps, you know. <laughs> I left LA, went back to Akron, and ended up, I'll tell you, I was a minister of music at my church mm -hmm. in Akron. And we had gotten a new pastor 
who was a, a, a young pastor. His name was Isaiah Paul. Mm-hmm. And he was very, very, very instrumental in trying to make new things happen for the church, trying to uh, break away from the olden mind, olden time type vibe. So mm-hmm. he asked me to come with him to Hampton, Virginia, to a musician's minister's conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went there with him. And the big thing there was to open the conference uh, with a, a solo. And whoever the soloist did that was supposed to be, you know, hot stuff. Mm-hmm. Long mm-hmm. story short, I opened the conference. Um, and after that, I met a gentleman by the name of Wendell P. Whalum, okay. who happened to be the uh, chairman of the music department at Morehouse College in Atlanta. Uh, long story short, got a scholarship. Uh, make a long story long, because I mean, detail. <laughs> your, your story yeah, is so you know, good. He, it's, it's all good. Yeah, he asked, you know, he said, you know something? I would love to come for, for you to come to Morehouse. And, and I'll preface that with saying, prior to him, I'd been approached by Princeton, Yale, um, and about four other representatives of universities there who offered mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, he walked up to me and said, look, I can't give you all everything that they're gonna give you over there. I'll mm-hmm. give you a good education, I'll feed you, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and you'll get a lot of history. And I, so being from Akron, I laughed at him. <laughs> said, okay, now I got uh-huh. Yale and Princeton hollering about they want to put me on. And uh-huh, he uh-huh. saying, all you can do is give me a good education and some collard greens. I'm, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> now, I'm, now, was that, was that your, was that like your, did you, were you aspiring to go back to school at the time or? I, you mean, know, you... I was, I, I was not, Ed, I was okay. truly lost. Uh, and what I wanted to do, uh, you know, I, I uh, was, you know, I played, you know, up in Canton with the Bulldogs a little bit in semi-pro ball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody aspires to to head to the NFL or NBA or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was, man, working odd jobs from from manpower to this oh, to that. Oh, my gosh, manpower. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Oh, I remember. Same here. My father was just like, bro. <laughs> you gonna have to get out of here. <laughs> so, uh, uh-huh. so I thought and thought and time was passing during the summer and uh, I thought about that old man telling me, you know, I can only give you this, that and the other. And uh, my mom called Atlanta because her brother, who was a pretty big minister there, he and mm-hmm. uh, Dr. King senior were very very good friends he also oh, wow. he, he baptized martin jr and uh, oh, okay the, the churches were caddy corner uh down in atlanta and he was also a morehouse man mm-hmm. so uh he told me you know you know you should really consider coming here mm-hmm. and uh i you know i thought about it thought about it and by then eddie i was 20 223 maybe mm-hmm. and uh and so that was a big factor for me because i had that pride aspect working you know i'm, I'm gonna go out here and be a 23 24 year old whatever i was freshman uh-huh, uh-huh. you know and so mm-hmm. you know, I, I called him and said you know something sir i want to come to school 
Mm. So he set it mm-hmm. up. My parents and I jumped in the car and headed to Georgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got there. They made me a residential advisor uh, because, wow. because of my age in the uh, freshman dorm. And uh, that was kind of uh, interesting. I was in a place called Graves Hall, mm-hmm. which was uh, the oldest building that along with Robert Hall on that campus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was truly one of the oldest buildings because you had hot water maybe once a month. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and of course, it's, it gets cold. too. <laughs> so. You know, uh-huh, uh-huh. And so, you know, it was, I love being there because I mean, where can you go to school and you got Dr. Benjamin E. Mays walking the grounds, just meeting the young men and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mentoring them. Uh, Maynard Jackson, Julian Bond. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it was Black History Central uh-huh. on that campus. And uh-huh. uh, I sang with the uh, with the Glee Club there, which is world renowned, mm-hmm. and I would say in their quartet, and uh, as well as a soloist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. Moving forward to that, it was because of that Glee Club we were touring the West Coast uh, here in LA. And, wow! Uh, in in the Glee Club. Yes. Yeah. They okay. toured all over the country. Okay. Uh, okay. Tour. I mean, against you know different schools like Amherst and all these people who had these huge Glee clubs, and then you had this Glee Club from this little black school that was just killing people. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so Philip and Zane Giles mm-hmm. you know, called mm-hmm. me and said, hey, how you doing? What's happening? When is your performance? And I told them and they said, well, guess what? Quincy Jones is holding audition. And I mm-hmm. said, well, mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. But I'm getting ready to, uh, in May, I'll be getting out of here, heading to Juilliard to do a double master's and then to Michigan to get my PhD and go teach somewhere. Wow. Wow. Now, again, I want to reiterate that that at the beginning of the switch days, I mean, Kevin was there with with us and we were all like, you know, just just hanging and doing our thing there and all that. And again, to me, it just sticks out that, you know, I mean, Kevin was, as you can hear and as you can see, Kevin is a presence, you know. So when Kevin walked in the room, everybody knew that Kevin was there and then Kevin was gone. And we were like, I, I remember people knew the story, but I didn't. I was like, okay, what happened to him? Okay, yeah. and I really want that to to you know people know that during that empty period that you were actually like getting it together. <laughs> you were like you know you were focused on you know hey I got this is what I got to do to get there. You yes, know? and I'm, you did it. So I'm sorry. <laughs> so go ahead. Well, I mean, and it's interesting, Eddie, because what I do now was not even in my psyche. Mm. Then mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I was I thought I was going to be a professor, mm-hmm. but, and mm-hmm. And they said, man, care. He's auditioning. He's putting together this super group. You can do it. And I'm just like, I'm laughing. I'm saying, guys, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've really done a lot of work since I left you guys, you know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I toyed with it, toyed with it. They got James on the phone, James Ingram. James Ingram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and James, said, he said, hey, man, I'm telling you, you got a shot at this. Mm-hmm. And you now know, let it be told too, too that Kevin, as you can hear, Kevin's got a distinctive voice, beautiful, beautiful singing voice, beautiful. Thank you. you know, so, so thank you. Anyway, 
Um, and so anyway, our alumni gave us a picnic prior to our performance. Mm -hmm. Long story short, I snuck away from that picnic with them and went to the audition. Oh, wow. Okay. So I got there and Tom Baylor and, mm. and Q were mm. uh, doing these auditions. And so mm. Tom Baylor, she's out of my life, Tom Baylor, that, that Ooh. guy. Uh -huh. and, uh, and so we got, I got there. I, uh, what did I say? Um, everything must change, you know? And so I sang and played that and uh, they said, wow, mm -hmm. you got a call back. And mm -hmm. I said, wow, mm -hmm. or I'm on the next thing smoking back to Atlanta. Right. You know? <laughs> Because we had to go back and fly back and perform for commencement. Uh-huh. And so uh they And literally just like that. I mean, you perform one song and, and they're yeah. like, please. I mean, there's yeah. no discussion here. And and that was that. And so they, they said, find a way. Mm -hmm. And so no one naturally knew what I had done. I hadn't told my right. di my director was the chairman of my music department. So I had to go back and find a way to tell him what I'd done. And so I manned up and did that. And he said, listen, I'm going to arrange it for you to stay with some alumni here, do that audition, and then they're going to put you on a plane. And now the alumni there in Atlanta or in-, in The alumni here in LA. In LA, okay, okay. And so uh, I said, great. So I spent the night with the alumni, the next day got up and went to the call back with Q. Mm -hmm. I left there, they took me to LAX and I headed back to Atlanta. That was on a Saturday and we were singing for commencement the next day on Sunday. Wow, this so, is inside uh, of a few days. This is inside of a few days and this- It was, happened that fast. And this was in May of 1983. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so sang at commencement, came back home and had told no one what I had done. Uh -huh. With the exception mm -hmm. of my guys in the Glee Club, they knew. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm in Akron, you know, summer job. And I guess it's in June or July, a letter comes to the house from Quest Records and Warner Brothers. Uh -huh. And uh, my father said, boy, you got some kind of mail here from a U.S. something? <laughs> and I said, huh? and he gave it to me. He said, what's that? I said, oh, I he said, who you know out in California? I said, well, you know, Philip is out there. Uh -huh. He said, all right, now don't, don't you mess up now, now. You're getting ready to go the way. <laughs> I said, all right, Dad. Uh -huh. And so uh -huh. I look at the letter, Eddie, and it says, thank you for auditioning. We boiled it down to 2,600 people. Wow. <laughs> we boiled it down. It was like, really? <laughs> All right. Okay. You know. <laughs> and you took the time out of that 2600 to send me a <laughs> send me a letter stating that. <laughs> you know? And so the summer's going by, Ed, and I start getting these letters every week, every other week. Uh-huh. Boiled it down to fifteen hundred. We boiled it down to seven fifty. Uh-huh. You know. Uh -huh. So right before now, you're, you're getting updates. I mean, you're not part of that. I mean, you're just getting updates as, as to what's going on. Yeah, they're sending me letters. Wow. You know, okay. and so I it's the week before I go back to school, I get a letter from uh, and it's from Tom Baylor. Mm -hmm. And Tom says we boiled it down to 26. 
and okay. during the hunt. And I said, wow, okay. So I uh, go back to school, you know, uh -huh. I'm thinking my parents still don't know what's going on. Uh -huh. Now I got, I got, I got to ask you, tw yeah. it, they, they said that it, it boiled down to 2,600 people, right? No, that was the initial letter I got, yes. Right, the, okay, I'm sorry, starting from there. Okay, yeah. the initial letter is 2,600 people and you get a letter are they like sending out 2,600 letters? I mean, to- I, I honestly don't know. Wow. You know? And, <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, I'm, I called Philip and I said, you know, hey man, I got this letter. He said, well, hey, that's good. At least you're in the hunt. Right. You know? <laughs> and then the last time I called him was when I got that letter that says it's down to only 26 people. Okay. And the next week I head back to Atlanta, enroll in school and class like, you know, everything is fine. Mm -hmm. So it's, and this is what you're and you're, you're, you're not a freshman anymore. You're like, I'm, I'm get going into my senior year. You're in I'm, senior year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, it's, uh, let me see where are we went. No, I'll flash forward to November. Mm -hmm. I, uh, getting ready, um, getting ready to go into finals. And mm -hmm. so wow. one of my, uh, dorm cats, we, I, by then we lived in a house that's right across the street from campus. They call them the, the brick houses, which they had upperclassmen mm -hmm. living in. And mm -hmm. so uh, mm -hmm. one of my guys said, hey, Ken. I said, hey, what's going on? He said, uh, hey, man, some guy called on the phone in the hall, said his, said his name was Quincy Jones. <laughs> I said, huh? He said, he said his name was Quincy Jones. Yeah, I'm just uh -huh. like, okay, I know you from like Tupelo, <laughs> Mississippi, but I know you know who Quincy Jones is. But right, right. All that aside, I said, "Oh, okay." And so he said he's he's gonna call you back. So Eddie, I went and you know those little chair desk that they have. Right, right, right. The combination. Yeah, I got one, and I put that thing by the payphone. Got my books, and I sat by that phone for the rest of the day. I'm and, sure. And it never rang. Uh, oh man. Never rang. So I'm in my room that night and it's about 10, a little after 10, knock on the door and it's, it's the same cat. He said, Kim, that guy's on the phone again. Uh-huh. So I go <laughs> That guy's on the phone again. <laughs> I go out in the hall. I'm I'm mad because I'm, you know, I think somebody's playing a prank on me. Ah, uh, okay. And I get I say, hello. Uh-huh. He said, Kevin? I said, yeah. He said, it's Q, baby. <laughs> uh -huh. I said, Mr. Jones, uh -huh. yeah, I just called to welcome you to the family. Uh -huh. And I said, Mr. Jones, can you hold on just a second, please? Mm -hmm. said, yeah, go ahead. I took the phone and did this, and I started hopping all around. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. So I get the phone, and I start talking to him, and he says, well, I want, what's your schedule like? I said, I'm in finals right now. I'm done. December 10th. And uh, Quincy said, I'd like to fly you here after your final so that you can meet the other three people that will be in your group, which once again, Saida Garrett, Daryl Fennessy, and David Swanson. Wow. Uh, out of the over 2,600 people. Out of the over 7,000 initially. 7,000 people. From that, around, was, that was boiled down in 2,600. From, from around the world, yes. Yeah, so, uh, I finished wow, Kevin. <laughs> my finals, jumped on a plane to LA, met Daryl and uh, and everyone else. 
and where is my oh here's my phone Eddie mm -hmm. and uh and you mentioned Saida Garrett yes mm -hmm. I met Saida mm -hmm. Man in the Mirror Saida Garrett Man mm -hmm. in the Mirror and a little bit of and, everything else. and a little bit of everything exactly <laughs> you know and uh -huh. uh, it was I don't know if you can see this but my goodness that uh up oh there he, wow wow yeah that was i love it i and, love it and thank so, you for sharing that that's awesome yeah. and so uh i met them and they started man everything was just going so fast ed uh -huh. Uh -huh. I, I just just boo -boo -boo. Mm -hmm. back home and I, Kevin, I was going to ask real, real quick. Now you're like you said, everything's going so fast and all that. But at the same time, I mean, you you still have your studies in college, that yes. you, you know. Yes. And as as you were saying before, you're sitting next to the phone, you have a desk there, and you're studying and all that. Yes. You got, I mean, finals. That's not a small thing. I mean, that's no, a huge, huge, huge thing. Yes, it is. So you got, so you got to get your mind together where you could like, okay, I got to focus on this. But oh my god, <laughs> let me tell you, that was the last, and we were in in finals week. And I mean, I'm I'm sitting here just bursting right. because I'm just mm -hmm. like, I'm bursting, but I'm a senior, so I can't clown. Uh -huh. you know? <laughs> Why not? You're with, Kevin Dorsey. That's what you do. <laughs> especially with the professors that I had. They were just no nonsense uh -huh, uh -huh. and would just wreck you, you know, when you try to clown. So, uh -huh, uh -huh. All that's done, I fly home for Christmas break. Uh, Quincy has told me, we're flying you back January 15th. And I'm and I'm just like, I said, yeah, yeah, I'm ready to go. You fly mm -hmm. me out of Atlanta. Now, mm -hmm. you're talking coming up as my graduating semester. Everything is done. You know, all just a couple little, you know, take some knitting and something like that. <laughs> and I'm done. Uh -huh. uh, so now I fly back to Akron. And I have to tell mom and dad, how y'all doing? You know, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you what's been happening, <laughs> you know, and, uh -huh. and what's really getting ready to happen. Uh -huh. you know, so we're sitting at the dinner table. Now they're thinking, now they're thinking you're just, you're in school, you're doing your thing in school. And that's what, that's oh, what our, yeah. that's what our baby's doing. You know, you know, calling ain't Pearl and everybody else getting <laughs> ready for commencement in May, not knowing in uh -huh. May. I'll be out here getting it in LA, right. you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so we're sitting at the dinner table, and uh, and I tell my pastor, by the way, not going back to school. Well, I'm going to pack up my things, and then I'll be heading to Los Angeles. And my father, my mother, she started laughing. Boy, you're so silly. And my father <laughs> said he started chuckling, and he looked at me. He said, wait a minute, that'll make this boy ain't playing. <laughs> and so here we go, General. Uh-oh. <laughs> room, room. You know, and uh -huh. the one I always remember is my mother said, if you're that good, they'll wait for you. And mm. I, I said, Mom, unfortunately, you're talking about the entertainment industry in Hollywood. I said, they wait for no one. There you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. And long story short, Ed, after I got them and, you know, and the biggest thing for them, well, can you really make a good living doing that? You know? that isn't that always a question, right? <laughs>
can't you, you know, get a real job? Talking about Goodyear Aerospace and all. Right, 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 right. And, and all uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. So, the, rubber, uh, the rubber companies of Akron. You know, so with all that being said, I, they, they understood as well as they could. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and uh now they knew who they knew did had you gotten to the quincy jones part yet yeah I mean, they knew yeah. okay they knew who he was they knew all that okay you no know, okay. but i mean you know, that doesn't that didn't phase them right you know? no. so they understand that time card they know uh, <laughs> hitting that time clock right you know? so right i go back to atlanta and uh to do the most difficult thing in the world and that's tell Dr. Whalum, and Dr. Whalum, by the way, is Kirk Whalum's uncle. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, and I was in school with Kirk's younger brother. And uh, when you start- Kirk Whalum, jazz great. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. When you start mm-hmm. thinking about the guys I was in school with, I mean, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Dexter King, Martin's younger son. Mm-hmm. I mean, Abernathy, uh, Spike Lee. Oh my God. I mean, all, we were all down there at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, but I get back to school, the biggest thing I have to do is I have to tell Dr. Whalum that I'm leaving. Uh-huh. And uh, and that was the most difficult thing for me, Eddie, because for me, this was a man who pretty much, as I always say, gave me a second chance at life. Uh, mm-hmm, as, as, mm-hmm. A, as an adult, I mean, mm-hmm. this man gave me a, a free education. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't free because, believe me, I had to work. I'm mean, right, and, right, uh, right. And so, I told my guys. I mean, the buzz was going around because, you know, everybody was just like da 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 da. And I, I was going to class, mm-hmm. even though I was leaving January fifteenth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to class like nothing's going on. Oh, right, right, right. See Doctor Whalem, and he say, "Do you need to talk to me?" Oh, wow. <laughs> I said, oh, no, sir. Everything's fine. How you doing? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I thought you needed to talk to me. I said, no. I said, all right. I'll see you at rehearsal. I said, yeah. Uh-huh. Another day go by. You sure you don't have something you need to say to me? What? No, 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 no. And long story short, Doc and Quincy were friends. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and so he already knew. Oh, right, right, right. And uh, and finally, he asked me, do you need to talk to me? And I said, yes, sir. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I went in his office, and he said, let me tell you something. As a man, don't ever forget, when you have something that you need to say, handle your business. He said, he said, I mean. Wise and, words. And, and Eddie, with the, he kept talking to me. And you know how the cartoons when someone is just giving you the truth and you just get smaller, smaller, right. smaller. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was I was just gonna ask you when you were asking when you were saying that he was coming to you, you know, over a couple of days. You know, do you need to talk to me? That feeling as a child where you know they yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, like you said, you literally get smaller. And it's like okay, yeah. the whooping's coming. The whooping's yeah, coming. <laughs> exactly. You know. Uh-huh. And so mm-hmm. he said, you know something. He said, you've been amazing here. He said, mm-hmm. and all I can ask from you is that you represent me well. That's all right. Wow. And that was that. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a little yard sale in my room <laughs> and they were buying, I mean, my 
my scoring, conducting batons. I mean, uh, they were just taking everything. And uh -huh. then I got here and it was, uh, it was just at, on, a, on another level. Wow. You know? I mm -hmm. mean, because with Q, you know, it was just, all you, all you could do was be a sponge and mm -hmm. just take everything in, you know, here's your first mm -hmm. Grammys. My mm -hmm. first Grammys was Bobby McFerrin opening uh, around with Around Midnight. Remember when he did uh -huh. that? Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, your first Grammy. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and then after after that, you know, came We Are the World. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, just everything's happening. And then I was introduced to the jingle market. Mm -hmm. your life i mean even then i mean it was like it was a whirlwind i mean how do you like you said you're, you have to be a you know, sponsor. I, I mean everything's I, happening so fast yeah i didn't even know what a jingle was uh-huh mm -hmm. and then I, I did the jingle you know a couple of weeks later i get a check and i called the union i said hi my name is kevin dorsey and i did this commercial and i think there's a mistake and the, they paid me too much you know <laughs> And they said, no, 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 it's what it's supposed to be. And I'm just uh -huh. like, really? And I told Philip, and Philip said, yeah, that's that's what it is. Wow. And next thing I knew, Eddie, I was uh, fortunate because bass singers, and because of my range, mm -hmm. they were very, I mean, there were bass singers here, but I mean, I, I did what I did. Okay, and real quick, because I don't want—I I don't know if you're going there—but that that check that jingle was for that jingle was for Budweiser. And, and I, I, be, yeah. before we go too far, on the Budweiser commercial, that was during the time when Budweiser was like like coming out with some really good commercials. I mean, they were like they, iconic they commercials. Um, yeah. Do you remember, because I wanted the audience to know, <laughs> do you remember what which commercial it was that you did? Do you I remember? do not. Okay, okay. I do not, unfortunately. Okay. I mean, okay. you know, it wasn't the one. Did that, you sing or was it was it, was it a- It was a, it was a, it was a vocal. Okay, okay. I mean, okay. we didn't get to the, to the frogs until further down the way, <laughs> gotcha. uh, you know, right. wild uh, bird, you uh -huh, know, uh -huh. and, uh, and so you were in all that. Yes. Wow. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then we, uh, you know, I started doing that and then they start turning me on to the films. Okay. And you're, I'm sorry, you were going to say as far as bass singers, you, you kind of uh, myself at that time, Gene Morford was like the man. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I miss him. He was such a mentor. Wow. So you did get to meet him. Yes. Okay. And Jane was, I mean, I'd go to, and I'd do the demo. And I mean, the jingle business was cut and dry mm -hmm. before I could get out the door saying, thank you. Here comes mm -hmm. Jane. 
doing mm-hmm. repeating what I did during the final. So mm-hmm. you know, I I get the few hundred bucks doing the demo, mm-hmm. and Dean would get the seventy five grand, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I I'd be like, I'm a little short. <laughs> he 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 said, "Don't worry." He said, "Don't worry, Papa. Your day is coming." Uh uh And and naturally, it it did. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and then uh, they put things aside to work because you know naturally, what you had to do for Q, you know, that came over everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The first big project with him was uh, the color purple. Ah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's when I really got induced, introduced to the film side. And mm. Then it went from color purple to out of Africa. Mm-hmm. When Harry, what did you, you do in the color purple? Uh, just singing, just singing. Okay. Yes. Okay. Just singing. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It, it, I, and and like you, we've been doing this so long. Uh huh. You know you, that you just don't think about it. Right. Right. I hear you. I hear you. It's 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 my job. This is what I do. <laughs> so, right. And so then, I mean, when Harry met Sally, the A team, and then television, and then I, I was working on a film uh, called Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Ira Newborn was scoring the film. Mm-hmm. And we had really had a long, long day, and we were, we had wrapped up. And he said, "Kevin, I need you to say, record and say something for me." I said, mm-hmm. I, "I love you to death, man, but I'm burnt." Uh-huh. And uh-huh. he spent the next three or four minutes convincing me to go say this. And I said, "He said, I need you to do this. It's been done, but I need you to really fatten up and do your thing. You uh-huh. just gotta say these three things. I need you to say." The sun, beautiful, more beautiful, laugh, and 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 oh yeah. Uh-huh. I said, okay, let's go. Uh-huh. There, I get behind the mic, I said, oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> and beautiful, more beautiful. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't need to say a whole lot more because that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly. And exactly. That, that was in 1985. And and were you part of the uh I, you were the the son the uh, mm, uh, dun, uh, uh that you know all, yeah all the, well here's the thing about that a group out of Germany called Yellow okay uh, composed and and did that piece oh okay and they they added me because they just felt it needed more just oomph. Okay, so that is your voice on that. Yes. Oh, okay, yes. I thought so. They, okay. they did it initially, and at and dating us, dating us VSO okay. the tape. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. VSO the oh, tape. Oh wow. Yes. To get okay. it, da 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 da. Uh huh. Me, they didn't have to VSO. <laughs> they, they just had to uh, <laughs> put the effect on there, you know. So. <laughs> Uh-huh. So they just pretty much like we call it now, just stacked it, right? You right. know, to what they wow. had done, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, and from there, it's done everything from every commercial to everything else that you can think of, and I'm I'm blessed to resent on all the uses that they use it on. Exactly. And I was just going to say, now you've done all those other stuff. Like you said, you did the color purple, you did, you know, like everything else that you just mentioned. When yeah. you hear that one, I mean, that song is like iconic. I mean, everything, I mean, Ferris Bueller, first of all, is an iconic movie. And that part specifically, I mean, it's like, oh, and wow. Thing, 
that's so funny is now, and I thank everyone who does it because mm -hmm. you know we can't see and hear all mediums, and so right. someone, and it happened twice last week. Someone said, "Hey, I just heard this on Blind Blind." Oh, uh -huh. thank you. Uh -huh. I called the union. I say, "Hey, go get them." <laughs> <laughs> and and people, I mean, there's not pretty much nothing they can do about it, but just mm -hmm. just go ahead mm -hmm. and get mad and, and sign a check. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But right. Right. It's uh, it's been great, but you know, to do what I've done, I mean, you forget more. Mm -hmm. You know, someone says, mm -hmm. I, you know, Austin Powers. Someone mm -hmm. says, oh, brother, where art thou? Someone says, all oh, the Lion Kings and mm -hmm. Jungle mm -hmm. Book, Little Mermaid, mm -hmm. the Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. And then you go to the records and with uh, Stevie, Michael, Luke, right. Strassand, right. Sinatra, Right. I got to ask you a question real quick, just for me. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you named a, a bunch of favorite movies of mine. Um, oh, brother, where art thou? I yeah. didn't know you did that. What did you do in that movie? That's I, like a favorite of mine. I, I sang on that also. Did you? Oh, and okay. that was a fun, that's one of my favorites. Is but, it? And believe Because I mean, that style, that bluegrass style, man, I was like, man, yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that I liked it so much until I, until I heard that. Exactly. And that and style is like awesome. That was a, a great one musically for me. But I'll tell you, believe it or not, my favorite, which doesn't get a lot of, didn't get a lot of hype, but does well um, with cable, has to be the five heartbeats. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Same. Know? And Same. Uh, myself, Billy Valentine, Daryl Fennessy. Jim Gilstrap and Dorian Holly. Dorian, we, uh -huh. we were we were the five heartbeats. You were the five heartbeats. Yes. Okay. Now they mentioned the Dells. So did you? They can mention the Dells, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> hell, I mentioned the Dells. The Dells. You know? <laughs> but, <laughs> but 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 yeah. in reality, <laughs> in in reality, I got nothing but love for oh, you. There dude. it is. Oh, thank you, thank you. I mean. <laughs> The Dells, what more convincing do you yeah. need than that? I mean, it's always funny because um, when I, I see Robert Townsend and talk to him, because I even, what's the first thing I did for Robert uh, with Patrice Russian, uh, something Hollywood. Hollywood. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, Hollywood right. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, the Dells had the single, the, uh, the Heart is a House for Love. Right, right. You know? And okay. uh, Kevin, you saying that? I got no. You that was yeah. you. Yeah, I was. I, I was the voice of Harry Lennox. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. And uh, and Billy Billy Valentine, he did uh, he did the majority of the leads. He and the late D Harvey. Ah. Uh, mm hmm. Mm hmm. And uh, and it was funny. I mean, I just found out last year, Eddie, that you know uh, the majority of everything about that film about the stand-up groups was actually taken from real. You know, excerpts of, of of what happened in the lives of you know people from Motown, like when Big Red had them hanging the guy out the window. Mm -hmm. I didn't know in real life that was Jackie Wilson. I, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that happened in real life. They did, that was Jackie Wilson. That, uh, that they hung out. No, it wasn't him. But that they got that from when they hung Jackie out the. Right. Out the that's window. what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, right. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. That, woo. 
woo. So a lot of those stories, and, and I mean, they could be different instances, but yeah. a lot of those stories are, are true stories. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't find that I out. I did not know that. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure, ooh, I know Jackie's wig was wet. <laughs> Hanging out that window <laughs> like that. His perm was crazy. <laughs> but, uh, right? but, you know, I mean, from the films to television to to my favorite I love from Whitney to Elton to Thing to Phil Collins to Right. Hey Kevin, I gotta ask you, and speaking of that, what you just said there, as far as like, I mean, first of all, you're you're there, you're doing your job and you're doing your job well. And and I mean, all this stuff is happening fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, the side stories that you're hearing also, I mean, because of the people that you work with and all that, I mean, they're sharing like these stories. Like that story as far as as far as Jackie Wilson. I mean, that's that's really interesting. And yeah. I can imagine that's only one of like how many thousands of stories that have you heard like that over the years? Oh my my goodness, you you hear so so many things and and so many of them that I won't talk about on no, here. Right, right. Understand, understand. Especially working with somebody like Quincy Jones, I'm sure he's sharing like a lot. Yeah, I mean because it's you're back in school mm -hmm. when, it, mm -hmm. when it comes to to Q even. Even now at 87, we uh, I was in the house band when they just honored him at the Composer Society. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, to, to be there, Eddie and, and his friends come to honor him. I mean, you know, Sidney Poitier, you know, mm. Marilyn Bergman, all these people mm -hmm. are there. And I'm just like, you know, you somehow have become a part of history. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and mm -hmm. I, I think of that because, you know, even though today, you know, sure, I've done Kanye and some of the young guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think of, like I said, Sinatra, Streisand, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if I go to country, Dolly Parton, Lee Greenwood, Kenny Rogers, mm -hmm. all these guys. All of which you work with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then, I mean, on the R&B side, from Whitney to Mike to to Al Green, I remember we were doing uh, The Tonight Show with Al Green mm -hmm. uh, on Johnny Carson. And uh, and we were gone, and, and you can always tell on the show when it's time to go to a commercial break. And, and they trying to tell Al, okay, come on, man, come on. <laughs> Al and got the spirit in him or whatever. And so we're finally done, they're clapping, clapping. Johnny comes over to us and he said, Brother Al, you're just fantastic. Al said, yes, I feel like doing a little love and happiness. And Johnny Carter said, I feel like going to commercial. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go, I'll be right back. <laughs> I mean, it, and he did, right? <laughs> and, oh yeah. Because he's Johnny Carson. Yeah, he's Johnny Carson, you know, and I guess my biggest thing, and I always laugh, but then I don't laugh because I always say, man, it's always, no matter what I've done, it always comes back to Michael. And I always always told myself that I was blessed not to ever be pigeonholed because I mean, today, you know, I'm at Westlake studio, but tomorrow, I'm on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. so, or, mm -hmm. you know, then the next day I'm with Lyle Lovett and mm -hmm. Neville. I mean, but you could never just say, 
black gig called Kevin. <laughs> you know, uh, right, right. There you go. And that's, and that's awesome. Something I never ever wanted Eddie because. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's when, real easy falling that pigeonhole. Super it, easy. It really and, is. And, and, and one of the things that have killed us, as you know, as talented as so many of my brothers and sisters are, they still refuse to get that little book and learn about those notes. Mm. They refuse to learn to read. You know? Please speak on that. <laughs> and, and, Please and speak it, on that. It just kept them out of so many jobs and the revenue that they could have generated mm -hmm. by being able to okay this is an a flat this is an mm -hmm. a flat oh this mm -hmm. is fine this is a major this is augmented this is that's a major nine that's mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. and don't even have to go that far just f-a-c-e right. every good boy does fine and know where it is right you right. know mm -hmm. but some are just I'm hey I can At, sing my butt off and I ain't gonna worry about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As you know, I mean I'm an advocate uh, advocate yeah. of that. I mean when I first started learning how to, I learned when I first started learning music I learned how yeah. to read. I mean right from the very beginning, and I've had like musicians. I mean even here in Las Vegas they're like, man, do you know how many jobs that you get over everybody else because you know how to do that? Yeah. I'm like, right. And how much time does it take to learn how to do that? <laughs> you know, to, just yeah. take that time. And and I love that again. I love that about your story because, like I said, I go. I, I can't say it. I can't stress enough that you were there and then you weren't because you went and, like I said, you pull up your bootstraps and said, "Hey, this is what I got to do, and I'm mm -hmm. going to go do it, mm -hmm. you know? and I'm going to take it to the end." You know, so I'm really glad you you mentioned that because I mean you're a true advocate of that, and that's so important in this business. And it's great because you know I uh, I teach on and off at the California College of Music out in Pasadena. Mm -hmm. And uh, we get students from around the world. And it's a small school, but it's, man, it really cranks out a lot of great musicians. Those are usually the and, best ones, the small and, ones. And, and vocalists. Mm -hmm. And I always, 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 you know, they, they see and hear about what we do, Eddie, and they, you know, I'm one of those people coming from Akron, Ohio that I, we weren't raised on fooling ourselves. We you had it or you didn't, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, we could teach a lot of things. I can't teach you feeling, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, my goodness, like I said, you, Philip, Howard Hewitt, mm -hmm. Ingram, Vesta Williams, yep. uh, Devo with Garfield, yep. we had, yep. Kinsman dads at the time because yep. all of them grew up on Kinsman up in Cleveland. They mm -hmm. the dads, <laughs> you know. Right. right. I mean, we had Slave. We had Zap. We. I mean, all from I could, Ohio. Yep. I can go mm -hmm. on and on and on and on. Yep. And and naturally the Ohio players. Yep. And and Bootsy. I mean everything. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. But we. Uh, as as I quote my dad again, we we were all cut from a different cloth. Mm -hmm. You know, our hunger as musicians, as vocalists, uh, even as athletes back there. I mean, mm -hmm. we right. wanted something. Number mm -hmm. one was to get the hell out of Akron. <laughs> 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 Number two, you know, right? and you had to be about it to be able to sustain. Because I mean, 
people don't know today, but I mean, it's different times. We were 14 and 15 playing in grown folks clubs. Thank you. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's people don't understand. I mean, yep. I mean, and I, I won't say I'm proud of this now at 63. <laughs> at, at 15, sitting with my legs crossed in the Tropicana, having a cocktail, talking to a woman 30 years old. <laughs> right, right. Oh my God. Exactly. Or, exactly. Yeah. or being at the mix-in. Yep, at the mix-in. Home of Russell. And, and Percy, what's his name come up to you? We didn't do so well on the door tonight. Y'all only gonna make blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or playing at the Firestone Local. I, I laugh. Uh -huh. It's so funny to me right now. I mean, people don't realize when you're watching the Mac and Superfly and all that. Right. Not that we're proud of it. We lived through the reality. There, exactly. We, we sure were did. at the Firestone Local playing at the Players Convention and the <laughs> Players Ball. We we did that. That was yeah, real. Yep, yep, you know? yep, yep. And, and I mean, and it, professional. I mean, everybody was in tune. I mean, we're like you said, we're like in our in our teens, and that was important to us. You know how we sounded, that we were in tune, that we in sync. I mean, that was important yeah. to us at that young age. Now, one thing that I that I did have a problem with, and it was uh, <laughs> back in the day, it was Eddie's drummer. Eddie's <laughs> drummer, Ike Allen, was the union man, and so. <laughs> If if my band was on the stage and somebody hadn't paid their due, <laughs> he come. I'm gonna shut it down. <laughs> and he did. He and did. Dudes wasn't but like five dollars or something. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it yeah, was. We did. those days. You know, I can't uh, say I I missed because we had fun. We had so much fun. Oh my, oh my gosh, it was uh -huh. fun. You know. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. And coming here and doing it as a professional, I don't think I would be the same if not for that initial experience that I had as a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. for us, I mean, the creme de la creme was when you get to play in the Civic Theater, you uh, know? Right, right. That, that was our Carnegie Hall. That was it, you yep. know? And then yep. from there, it went to E.J. Thomas. There you go. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm loving this. You're totally taking me back. Yes, then, yes. I mean, even back during the days of my goodness, we had a place up in Cleveland that was in the round. It was called the Front Row. Yes. Yep. And, yep. And the stage would slowly turn around, and then we had Blossom Music Center. Blossom Music Center. Yep. All of those came after all what we used to. I used to mm -hmm. call it. Uh, okay, corral because <laughs> that we went in that somebody wasn't getting shot at or something, you know, back in the day, right? But, uh, right, it's uh, we're we're a long way from that, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. I, but it, it but, I gotta say, because because you're you're talking a lot about Akron now and all that, and and as you can see, I mean, just talking to Kevin or, or whatever, this this is Kevin Dorsey, this this is him, as you still humble after everything we've been through, even growing up, still humble. This is the conversation that you would have with Kevin Dorsey, just like this. You can see he's got his Cleveland Browns t shirt on, you know. Um, 
And you probably, this is what I always tell people when it comes to me, you know, oh, Eddie, you know, you're, this is Eddie with Switch. This is Eddie with this. This is Eddie did that. And I tell, as, as in fact, my cousin made a shirt for me. I'm just a musician from Akron, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And I can see that in you, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you're focusing on Akron. I'm proud to be from Akron, Ohio. Yes. I mean, right now it's, it's known as like the home of LeBron James and all that. And I joke, well, you know, but before that it was home too. And I'd run down the list of all of us that are from Akron, Ohio, yeah. you know, so. And I, and I tease him because I was fortunate enough uh, uh, while I was touring with Michael too, and almost, and my mother had to straighten me out. Um, I was in Paris or someplace. Anyway, they were giving me the key to the city in Akron. Mm. Uh, and I asked my parents, I said, well, can you go pick it up for me? <laughs> and naturally, once again, got read the riot act. Right. <laughs> I, I'd gotten too big for my britches, as they say. So, uh, you know, I- You I actually loved, asked him to go pick it up for you? I certainly did. Wow, Kevin. <laughs> major. It's like, you better get on a golf stream or whatever you're going to get on. <laughs> get to did, did that start with the classic, boy? <laughs> my, yeah, my father said, boy, don't make me pull my belt off. I don't care how old you are. <laughs> you know? I can so, still. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. you know, so uh -huh. it, it's interesting. I always, uh, LeBron's uh, youngest son, his, well, his oldest son, Bronny, mm -hmm. and my oldest son, I mean, they're, they're, they're good friends. They, they all mm -hmm. play basketball. Together, mm -hmm. I would tell him, and then my young son and his young son, uh, young son are, are good friends. And I always tell him, "Don't tell you that. Don't forget, I got the key to the city before he." Did. <laughs> <laughs> now, now he's doing a lot of things. But, so right. Yeah, I knew your but, mom. Uh, you know all that, but uh -huh. it's uh, a lot of people, Eddie. They they don't claim their home. Mm -hmm. I mean. Mm -hmm. You know, like like any small city, uh, ours is not what it used used to be when we mm -hmm. grew up. Akron right. was fantastic. It, it was, it was, the, it was. From the like I said, that's what I tell everybody. I'm just yeah. a musician from Akron, Ohio. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm good with that. From the soapbox derby. From the soapbox derby. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> to that's right. The world-renowned soapbox derby. That was in Akron, yeah. Ohio. <laughs> you know, to to uh, going up to Grapevine buying records and yes, Wooster yes. Hawkins and yes, Summit mm -hmm. Hall, Rolling Acres. Yep, uh, yep, yep. Or downtown Akron during the holidays when they'd have the windows at O'Neill. Beautiful, wasn't it? It was beautiful. You know, it really I, was. Uh, I, I I treasure that because mm -hmm. that that was a part of me. Mm -hmm. And uh, and no matter where our profession takes us, I mean, we will always, I mean, my God, we've been out here for so long now, but mm -hmm. that that will always be home. Exactly. Same here. Same and here. I'm, and I'm quite yep. proud of that. Thank you. Thank you. Again, same here. Same yeah. here. When we when we first came on, just before we actually went on air to do this show, Kevin, you know, Kevin's got on his Cleveland Browns t-shirt and all that. And I kind of joked with him because he's talking about the fan that he was. And I told him I thought I was the only one. <laughs> exactly. You know? So that's awesome. And I, I love that. Love that as well. That's that's great. And like you said, Akron, shout yeah. out to Akron, Ohio. Big time, you know. Shout and so out. I've uh you know, from from film to television to phonograph recordings, I've and I, I've sat on the board of directors 
locally and nationally for after and sag for like 17 years wow uh i sat on the board of governors for naris which is the grammy mm-hmm. 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 um and because you have to be active if you're gonna have a complaint you need to get involved you know so very I, well put i Excellent. have done that and i have like i said had the pleasure of my god working with the best of the best mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know i mean i have uh and and that's something coming from akron or from anywhere you can be proud of but to mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. do what i've done to do what you've done i mean to do what we from home collectively have done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is, I mean, always call us the stars behind the stars, you know, mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know what it's like because at, at one time you 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 were on that pedestal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean mm-hmm. Switch was an amazing talented group i mean that oh, thank you that thank everyone you. knew was going to be the answer you know to motown losing the jacksons mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know you. And, mm-hmm. and they were mm-hmm. you know and i mean people can't tell you i mean you you have to remember uh being a part of music history is something that everyone doesn't have the opportunity that's true to do so true and or be mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and, I think of that because now, you know, we can walk down the street and no one really knows who you are. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I'm, and you know, Ed, I'm, I'm good with that because my notoriety comes from my peers, mm-hmm. like, you, like yourself, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, oh, I don't need you. to be a, a household name. Thank you. You know, you. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with just being Kevin uh, behind the scenes, but so proud that I helped get that Oscar, get that Emmy, get that mm-hmm. Grammy, mm-hmm. you know, so proud of, uh, of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and when, when it's all said and done and I, I decide to hang them up, I mean, I'll be able to look at myself and say, well done. Very well done, very well done. Um, mm-hmm. It, and it's you know you you you've spoken you've gone through your you know the different phases of your career and we've managed to go mm-hmm. all this time without speaking about Michael Jackson, <laughs> you know, and, MJJ. Yes, and Kevin was the the vocal director, assistant music director, to Michael Jackson during the Bad Tour and the Dangerous Tour. Correct. I did every solo tour he had. I did. Okay. Okay. And that's bad. and that's and that is no small thing. <laughs> what you do? Uh, heal, the, heal the world. Uh, history. Mm-hmm. Um, touring with Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, that opportunity became afforded to me once again by another audition, and I was called by Daryl Finnessy, mm-hmm. and uh, it ended up being myself, Daryl Finnessy, Dorian Holly. And Cheryl Crow. Oh, right. That's and, right. I forgot uh, about Cheryl. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and as we know, Cheryl, once we finished touring, left there and, and did her thing. Mm-hmm. And, and still does. Uh, touring with Michael made me even more of a perfectionist. Mm. 
Uh, he and Sky Sand are probably the most difficult people when it comes to being on top of your game that I've ever worked with. Okay. And you mean that in a good way, as far as being difficult? I mean, yeah. like, yeah. this is what you yeah. got, yes, got yes. you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You better be on. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, our show with Michael on the bad tour, two hours and 26 minutes. We were closing with Man in the Mirror. And we were 35, 40 seconds from the end of the song, which means take a break, get a breather before we run the set again. Mm-hmm. And so it was about, about that time, and suddenly he said, ho, 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 and pointed up to a spotlight. That's the wrong light. We can't have that in the show. Let's wow. try it again from the top. Let's try it again from the top. From the top of the saw, show. He saw, he saw and heard everything. So, mm-hmm. okay, let's go. Top of man in the mirror, and I saw everybody scrambling around and doing this. I said, What's, What are they doing? They said, No, make the top of man in the mirror. We're going to the top of the show. Wow, wow. So, that little lighting mistake when there was 30 to 40 seconds left, I thought we were going to just redo right, man, right? In fix the mirror. that and go on. We're going from the top of the show, mm. so they're reloading pyro, doing all that stuff. And that was him, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I tell you that, Eddie, because when uh, I was one of the people who always got interviewed when when Mike didn't feel like doing it. Mm -hmm. And they would always say that if we could say one thing about your show, it's too perfect. And and that's a good problem to have. Yeah. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. And they said, why is that? And I said, well, to, they say to air is human. And I mm-hmm. said, all of us on that stage tried for two hours and 26 minutes to be as less human as possible. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, but Michael was an amazing person who, who should still be here. I mean, he afforded me a life of just man i mean i've dined with kings and queens and Mm. you know i've gone around the world six times with him Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and i speak with michael alone just with michael let alone everything else you did but just with michael Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know but we would we were in uh wembley stadium and we were getting ready to say our prayer to go on stage and suddenly here come, I hear all these radios and here come all these secret service type guys in. And uh, I said, what's going on? And Michael looked up and we just like wondering what happened and what's going on. And so in the middle of all these secret service guys, here comes Prince Charles. And so- The uh, Prince Charles. There's only one. (laughs) Yeah, he's shaking all our hands. How you doing? Have a good show. And he said, Michael, I would appreciate it if you guys didn't perform Dirty Diana tonight. Oh, because, oh wow. Because, because of For obvious reasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, your highness, blah, 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 blah. So he leaves and uh, we get ready to say our prayer after after talking about what we're gonna place, replace Dirty Diana with mm-hmm. uh, in the set. And uh, suddenly, here comes these Secret Service guys again. 
And I'm just like, man, what's happening? This time it's Diana. And so she came in, hugged everybody and laughed, her and Michael laughing. And she said, guys, I want you to sing that song like you've never sung it before. I knew that was coming. Are you serious? Really? <laughs> and so Mike said, okay. So we're doing Dirty Diana. And from the stage, you can look over into the royal box. And she was huh? just, yeah. <laughs> and he was sitting there like this, looking like if I could get my hands around the neck of that man. He was hot as fish, Greasehead. And you can see it. Uh -huh. Oh, uh -huh. royal box is right there. Right, and it's right. Something, you know, and she is grooving. Mm -hmm. There's 160,000 people in there, you know. And she's like, play that song like you've never, <laughs> never played it before. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And, uh, and then the next day, front page, because you know, London is like the home of the rag papers, you know. All oh, right, right, right. And so they had Michael's hair, stage clothing, and everything else, and, and Prince Charles' face on the body, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> saying you know, poor little prince didn't enjoy i mean uh, whack, they, wacko jacko does blah blah <laughs> right. blah i mean yeah right. uh, so, uh -huh. you know i mean that i mean my god i, I remember doing the when the prince of brunei sultan of brunei excuse me had mm -hmm. uh had had us over there for his 50th birthday party mm -hmm. I'm just like, you really get it in. I mean, to have Michael Jackson for your birthday party, it's not right, like right. Having, you know, <laughs> have a homie to clown or something like that over here. And, and so we right. did that show and that was during the summer. He built a, for lack of a better term, uh, a, uh, like a small stadium and everything else for Mike to come back for New Year's Eve party. What? And I'm just like, and it was, Eddie, when we got there, I mean, you wanted, I said, I can live in my dressing room. <laughs> I've never seen anything wow. like it in my life. Wow. And he flew everybody from Joe Montana, whoever was a celebrity here, mm -hmm. was, at that, was at that New Year's Eve party. Mm -hmm. Even even OJ was there. <laughs> I mean, you know, before his happy love right. ride in the Bronx <laughs> down the pole five. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you the know. Love ride in the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> but, uh, but uh -huh. yes, I've, uh, not people always, it's always about, about Mike. And, uh, you know, I was there through all the times I mean, when, when the allegations came up the first time we were in Mexico City. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's when they uh, deposed him. And mm -hmm. they, when they did the depositions, I mean, they took our passports. They would not allow us to leave the country. Wow, the whole band. I mean, every, the whole yeah. staff, everybody. The whole, everything. I mean, we, uh, and you're talking about a lot of stuff because we got held up. We did our shows, they allowed the performances, and then after that, they froze it. Mm. They didn't want anything to leave that country. And mm. uh, you're talking about, we had two private jets, one for the band, one for Mike and his people, uh, 
and then we had five jets for staging and equipment, mm -hmm. you know, including mm -hmm. two Russian Antonovs, which you just mm -hmm. drive the semis right on the plane. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, but we were there, we were in uh, Mexico for just a little under a month, mm -hmm. you know, and- uh, Waiting? Yes. I mean, between, between the tour and then waiting? Yeah, just, just waiting for them to finish their depositions. Wow. So, I mean, ev everyone was coming through Van Halen, Madonna. I mean, people were coming through performing. And all we did was chill and go to shows. Wow. Wow. And they're coming through, they're performing, and they're leaving, and you guys are still waiting on that whole thing, that whole process to go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Kevin, so, uh, what, you, you, you obviously got to know Michael as a person. I mean, how, <laughs> how, how was that? I mean, he was. Was One of the most amazing people that I ever known, but also Eddie, one of the most misunderstood okay. people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I've ever known um, due to the fact that, I mean, you didn't get a chance to, you know, go and hang out with people. I mean, mm -hmm. Michael trusted his band. He trust, trusted seniors because mm -hmm. of their knowledge from life and in life and he trusted kids he trusted people that couldn't hurt him mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh you know you hear all the things you know hey about this no he didn't have a the childhood that that we had i mean mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm sorry unfortunately there's a lot that comes with being great right right and, it's, and, and as and at, at that age <laughs> beginning at that at age, that age. Mm -hmm. yeah you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's just one of those things you that you're not, uh, when you come from Gary, Indiana and Akron, Ohio, mm -hmm. I mean, you don't, uh, you're going to trip and fall or you're going to, if you don't have that great uh, parental background in which, in which it, he did, I mean, Joe was tough and, 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 and Miss Catherine was, was mom, mm -hmm. you know, but I mean, he, uh, man, I'm independently wealthy and I want to do some things. I think I've been in every amusement park around the world. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's nothing like going to uh, Disneyland in Tokyo and they shut down the entire park, park and nobody's, mm -hmm. in the, nobody's in there but my band. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's no waiting on rides, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. if I if it starts getting chilly, I can go into Disney store, get a sweatshirt and see you. Mm -hmm. you right. know, was, mm -hmm. and people all around that park are just lined against the fences just to get a peek at Michael. Wow. You mm -hmm. know, and he's mm -hmm. just running around and just having fun. And uh, I mean, yeah, you can, I always said there's some, there's more things people do as adults I mean, his thing was having fun doing doing childish things like going to amusement parks and and all that. Who you are? I mean, mm -hmm. I, it's a lot of got worse vices than that. There you go. There you, you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's did did you want to ride a roller coaster or smoke a crack pipe? You know, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, switched. Mm -hmm. But no matter what he did, and I always tell people. No one ever expected that man to be loved by the world. 
Mm. Had, had it been loved by everybody in the projects, it would have been all right. Ah. But when, well. you have, when you have a birthday party in, where were we? Uh, Switzerland or Italy, and, and you charter a jet and bring over Sophia Loren, Raquel Welch, Gregory Peck. I mean, he piled them on, all of them on there because we performed the night of his birthday, August 29th. Mm -hmm. When you do all of that, when you can uh, be married to the king's daughter, Elvis, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then buy Elvis's publishing catalog. Yep, yep. When you can do all that, which, you know, you might as well start singing, oh, I wish I was in the land of cotton. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, when you can buy the Beatles, Beatles catalog, mm -hmm. when you can own, um, mm, right, say, exactly. <laughs> uh, part of Disney, uh -huh. Uh -huh. which most aren't aware of. Um, he owns part you, of Disney. When you own the largest catalog at the time in music publishing yes. in existence. Yep. Yep. But then turn around and give things back. Little Richard, here's your catalog. Mm -hmm. And here's five million to go with it. Uh-huh. You know, here's this, here's that. I mean, you know, they didn't expect Peter Pan, the Pied Piper, to give. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. expected him to to not be that person who truly wanted to heal the world. You wow. know, mm -hmm. and they didn't expect to see at the edge of our stage ethnicities from all around the world. Wow. Mm -hmm. crying and holding mm -hmm. their hearts and doing all this for this black man on this stage. Right. You right. know, and that's the thing about Michael. Michael never saw color. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, was one of the most well-versed people that I knew in uh, black history. Mm. But, you know, I mean, most, most, uh, you had a lot of black people that really just, when I look at him, everybody, the king of pop. How come he can't be the king of R&B? Well, uh. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Brown had that sold up, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Didn't want to, according to he and Whitney, Bobby was the king of R&B. You uh. know, I, even uh. though he was out selling Mike, he was doing all whatever uh. he was doing. You know, but... Uh. I, I Josh at that. I mean, I, I I know Bobby and hey man, do your thing. Right, right. But, uh huh. But it's there's enough it's for everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, it's enough for everyone. But but Eddie Michael should still be here. Thank you. I agree. I agree. Um, I I never delve into the what happened with that and all that because mm -hmm. I always tell people once again I, I always relate to my father. If, if you weren't there and didn't see it, you don't know. Thank you. Thank you. Know, you. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, 
I miss him. I remember I'm sitting sure. in his trailer sure. with Lavelle Smith, who was one of his choreographers and dancers. And he told Lavelle and I, this was years prior to him passing. He said, you know, I'm not going to live long. Wow. And, and I said, man, don't say that. He said, wow. no, 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 no. He said, look at history. Look at Lennon. Look at this one. He just started oh going down. And he said, no, he said, there's, they don't want us to live. He said, because we bring things that they don't want. They don't want love. They don't want peace. He said, uh, so yeah, he said, I won't live long. I'll never forget that. And Lavelle. You were there when he said that? Sitting right. Wow. I'm here. He's here. And Lavelle is here. And when he's talking yeah. about look at look at history, I mean, that's what a what a statement that is. Yes. I mean, yes how profound yes. is that? I mean, wow. <laughs> you know, wow. And and I'll and I'll tell you, Eddie, I was uh, at his at his service. I was sitting, I was listening to everyone. I mean, I had Farrakhan sitting here, I had Jesse mm -hmm. Jackson sitting here, mm -hmm. you know, and I was just like, I'm in a real interesting sandwich right here. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. But uh, I was offered, I don't know, I think the last count was between 11 and 1500 interviews. Mm -hmm. To speak since, about that. Since his death. And I, and I, I didn't do any mm. at that time. I mean, because unfortunately, a lot of people were doing, uh, they were getting their 15 minutes of fame. I can only imagine. Will, I can only imagine. As well mm -hmm. as uh, actually generating revenue mm -hmm. from that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was some while, sometime after that, uh, that they called me from Rolling Stone magazine uh, to do an interview. And, uh, and they said, we've already heard that you've turned everyone down. And they were saying, we want to fly someone out there and uh, we'll allow you to read everything before it goes to print. Wow. And I said, I'll entertain it. And, uh, and I ended up doing it, Eddie, because, I mean, there was no financial compensation. Mm -hmm. uh, I did it due to the fact that they have all, they had always been very fair to Michael in uh -huh. what they wrote yeah. about. And and so I, I, I did that and they ended up making a, a Rolling Stone book uh, about uh, Michael's life. So, nice. you know, that was, that was a thing, but I'd always, you know, when he was going through the madness, you know, I'd go up to the ranch, I'd take my daughter at the time, mm -hmm. and, you know, I always felt nothing but good when it came mm -hmm. to him. I mean, like mm -hmm. I said, I put my child in his arms and, mm -hmm. uh, and it was, I just had never seen so many people try to tear them down. I mean, as you just saw in the mm -hmm. last little hoo that these guys mm -hmm. did, they just went out of court mm -hmm. and, uh, and they're getting ready to throw the other one out because I mean, every time, yes, he did it. No, he didn't do it. Oh, this right. one told me to right. say that. And the man is not here to defend, to defend himself. Yeah. It's like, you know, come on. And, and so, uh, 
I, uh, it, it, it's horrible to, uh, to see, I mean, I, I could never have lived in his shoes mm -hmm. and I was around him, my God, what, 25 years, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, to, he was a practical joker. He would, he was just a very good, 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 good hearted person. Mm. And um, I wish people would have had the opportunity to get to know him and be close to him like a lot. Well, I can't say like a lot of us did, but mm -hmm. uh, some of us did. And even I, Ed, when I say got close and got to know him, I mean, it was very, very uh, limited uh, when it came to social time. Mm. You know, that was not, you know, I can't say that, you know, hey, me and Mike hung out like you, me and Philip mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or Greg, mm -hmm. no, that wasn't that. But I mean, yes, we had our times, mm -hmm. but I mean, it wasn't, hey, every day, let me hang out oh, with right. Mike, Mike, right. buddy, you know, no, I mean, That's and some people, yeah, some people did have the pleasure of, of having that kind of relationship mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. him. I mean. Mm -hmm mine i wouldn't trade for the world i'm sure um I'm sure. But, uh, but i i believe it or not i always try not that i try to get away from it but i always have i say and that's that old dig in pride thing i said <laughs> you don't start talking about this and and just like you just said kevin we've talked about everything <laughs> in the world Oh, about Michael. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. And uh, for and, obvious reasons, I had, I had to, you know, because like I said, this, that's what I tell all my guests, the show is about you, you know, about you. Yeah, and it's so funny, Eddie, because, you know, you can't dodge history. I mm -hmm. mean, right. say, you know, you were with the best who ever did it mm -hmm. for 20 some odd years, you mm -hmm. shared the stage, you shared the studio, you did this, you did that. Right. There will be, there won't be another. Mm -hmm. I mean, boy, that is so true. There's been none I mean, before him and none since, not like him. We did a Michael and Friends show and we it, it was only in two places, uh, Germany and Seoul, Korea. Mm. And so I'm on the stage with Michael Luther, Mariah, Pavarotti. Wow. Um, I mean, it's when you when you just talk about guys, and I mean, you, Bocelli, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. and and these are people who, you know, we're we're doing Michael songs, mm -hmm. and I'm just like the legendary history on, on the right. stage. The people who are there. You know, I mean, once again, it takes me back home. I mean, I'm just like, man, the legends I had at home was Bubbles McKinney. <laughs> <You know? laughs> hey, you know, and here I am on stage with Bob Roddy, you know. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, you right. know, but uh, it's uh, 
I've come a long way from Howard Street to Hollywood Boulevard, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and Howard uh, Street being uh, one of those legendary streets in Akron, Ohio. <laughs> hey, hey, that back, only people back, from Akron back in the day know about that, oh, that legend. But, but believe it or not, they, um, I mean, you have to remember, I mean, everyone came through Akron. I mean, you know, for, I didn't know Clark Gable was from there. Ah, man, it seems like I, yeah, it seems like I do, I, remember, I remember, vaguely remember that. Um, I mean, and a legendary venue in Akron that just the world played was Tangiers. Mm-hmm, right, right. I was going to mention that earlier when you were running out of all the different places. There was Tangiers as well. Yep. Actually, People still parents, aspire to play Tangiers. <laughs> I took my parents there for one of their anniversaries uh, to, to see... Red Fox and Slappy White. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm just, you know, hey, I finally have made enough money to take y'all somewhere. I'm going to take you to see Fred Sanford and his sidekick, you know, and have the, a great At the best seat of Tangiers. Best seat in Tangiers. <laughs> you know, but it's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm like my uncle. My goodness, what a... What a life I have ended up having mm. and living, and and it's still going on. I, that's you know, awesome. at a awesome. great pace. I mean, I have uh, three amazing kids. Still going strong. That's awesome. You know, and uh, there's my daughter right there. Uh oh. <laughs> well, yeah, they're all in uh, homeschool right now. Got you. Got you. Um, yes, I wanted to ask you, because uh, I mean, man, I mean, we barely even scratched the surf surface as far as like everything that Kevin has done or whatever. Um, and we named like a couple of, you know, the, the, the biggies, but there are like so many biggies in Kevin's list here. But I wanted to ask you as far as like the music industry back when we were mm -hmm. coming up, I mean, through all those years and yes. now, you know, um, whether it be pre-COVID, during COVID or, you know, from, from this point on. How do you see it, or how do, how do you feel about the industry as, as it is now? Um, or do you even have any thoughts as far as, far you know, as where it's headed? You know, you know, I'll tell you, I first thing I'll touch on very quickly is technology. I mean, you can't get around it, even though I feel that it kind of hinders us. I remember when I could remember 50 to 100 phone numbers because mm. I had to call <laughs> my phone booth, you know. Now with the cell phone, I damn near can't remember my own. <laughs> right, right. It's just the name. Uh, just remember the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, right. and so with the industry, I mean, Ed, old school, I, not that I necessarily missed that tape machine, but I know as time went on and we're into the tech age, I'm one of the people who know, okay, that's where that fat sound came from, mm -hmm. from the drummer and the bass player that kicked that, that tape, mm -hmm. you know? Right, I didn't, yes. I didn't mind back in the day when they press record and run that tape and we had to sing it from top to bottom, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And not, oh man, just sing that down once we're flying in, don't worry about it. Right, right, but, right. And let alone how many times you had to sing it from top to bottom. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? right. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, and then I always tell people they 
they first started, they called flying back in the day. They had to splice that tape. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Move it, you know, mm -hmm. but. And that was a process. As, just to watch that was like a process. Well, yes, no. And for us, like you just said, Eddie, how many times you had to go from top to bottom, all that did was make us better. There you go. Because, Good point. You know, mm -hmm. to perfect what you do, to keep from having to do it over and over again, and to be able to double a track and the producer look at you and say, did you sing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you were that tight. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we we just had to be on top of top of what we did. Mm -hmm. um, it's oh boy, and I know I'm going to sound like a stick in the mud. I'm 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 sorry. Um, music is just not what it was. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I respect what they're doing in in hip hop and all that because my goodness look at for the first time ever country music was dethroned last year by hip-hop when it mm. came to generated revenue mm. um, i didn't know that wow yes um it's it boy a love song when we were coming up they made you use your imagination mm. you know i mean mm -hmm. They, you know, I mean, populated the world without saying one ill word. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, today, you know, it, I'm just going to say it. I'm getting ready it's, to drop it's my out bra. Yeah, you know? yep. it's out there. And, and, and that was uh, one of the things I truly appreciated, even as far as our time come out, whether it be, I mean, even in movies, you know, um, things were left to our imagination, you know, and that made yeah. it that much bigger. Because, you know, yeah. but now it's like right in your face. You know, you don't have I mean, to use your imagination now. Yeah, you know? I mean, one of my favorite movies of all time was Wizard of Oz, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. I still, at 63, in a couple months, I'm going to turn on the Charlie Brown Christmas. I mean, those- Here you go. Things, <laughs> yes. this big. You know, Same. Um, uh -huh. mm -hmm. it's- I tell my kids, I say, your cartoons can't mess with mine. None, no, not Even at all. All the technology, your your man can go through the keyhole and do mm -hmm. all this and that. But mm -hmm. music itself is, as I tell my students, and when I do seminars, I open up by saying music is in a state of emergency. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, um, melodically, um, I miss my good friend Luther Vandross mm. so very much. Um, I always told people and, and my students, uh, I had a chance to sit behind the mixing board one time when, and, and Luther was in the tracking room and getting ready to sing. And, and I said, he said, okay, Kevin, you ready? And I'm just like, how do I, produce the vocal of Luther Vandross. Uh, when, to me, in my time, no vocalist has ever been able, I always say a, uh, a song is like an audio portrait mm -hmm. and the lyric and the melody are, are your paints. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. No one 
could paint a portrait, in my opinion, like Luther. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I always say, and it's because all of his favorite vocalists were females. And he approached a song mentally like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you have, sure, Stevie, you got Hathaway. I mean, there have been mm-hmm. a lot of fantastic male vocalists, but he, Luther, truly, truly told you the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I look at our vocalists today, and, a, and especially the men, and you have. For the youngsters, you got Usher, you got Chris Brown, you've got Joe, a couple of the new ones that, forgive me, I don't even Mm -hmm. know the names, I've heard Mm them. Mm -hmm. Um, But there, you don't have the ones that just make us sit there. I mean, when we used to take our girls to a concert, I'm sorry, you know, what's wrong with you? I said, I said, Luther really singing that song. And I, I mm-hmm. kind of have to do it, you mm-hmm. know, because mm-hmm. I mean, they're killing you. you know, I don't get that today. And I love the way you put that. You don't have those ones now that just make you sit there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That just, you know, just like, like oh, you, you, you get caught up, you know, you get so caught up. I'll, I'll never forget the Civic Theater the first time I saw Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm-hmm. When I left the Civic Theater, I left there thinking it was going to be Earth, Wind, and Kevin. <laughs> One day, because uh, I've never seen anything like that in my right, life. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Same. Mm-hmm. Same here. When you guys and Raw Soul opened for Rufus and Hughes Corporation. Oh, you remember that. Oh, my gosh. You remember that. That's yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll never forget that, Ed. I mean, and... Man. Shocker. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, because it was us, that, Hughes, Hughes Corporation was on there. Yeah, Rock the Boat and all that. Yep, yep. No one had done that at home since uh, I would probably have to say Revelation Funk, James oh, and those guys. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No one had opened for a big show like that at mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that that in itself said that, that the people a part of Raw Soul were headed for greatness back then, and they didn't mm-hmm. even know it, you mm-hmm. know? And, but, and a touch upon an earlier point that you made earlier, I mean, looking back on that now, because you just totally just took me back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking back on that now, it's like, like we touched upon earlier, for us, it was like, that's what we do. You know, it wasn't like, yeah. you know, like you, you, you go in there and it's like, yeah, yeah, we're excited to be playing for them, but we got to be sure that our we are on our P's and Q's and this and that and the other. That's, That's what we right. did in Akron. I mean, it was important. It was yeah. important. This wasn't just like, uh, you know, I, I don't know how to put it, but I mean, you just, I just remember that feeling oh. that, you know, this is but what you we got, did, you know. You got to remember, I mean, and, and, and saying that, Ed, I remember when, when you guys were, you know, dealing with white heat, Mm, mm, with Greg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when you guys, you know, had a couple names and Hans Lecter, or what was his name? <laughs> was that his name? Wasn't his name Hans? We, we called him Bird, Burns. Yeah, Burns. Burns Lecter. But it was Burns Lecter. Burnt, Burnt Lichters. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, L I C H T E R S. Yeah, and then yep. you had, uh, you know, he was dealing <laughs> with. Uh, <laughs> I knew it was anyway. one of them, and uh, <laughs> and you had to uh, and dealing with very white people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. those things, and all of those roads, and that you guys had to cross prior to. Uh, Greg meeting Jermaine in that elevator and the rest becoming history mm-hmm, with mm-hmm, Swift. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you guys were writing just beautiful music. I mean, thank you. There are some writers today. I mean, yes, people are writing some good stuff, but I mean, right now it, it's hard for a real writer composer to get a song out there because they really don't, they want to hear you know, give me something like Usher. Give me like, something like Block. Mm, something just like, had this conversation. You know, yep, yep, exactly. What happened yep. to me giving you me? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I, okay, give me something for Fantasia. Well, mm-hmm. if I'm going to write something for Fantasia, Fantasia has a relationship. She breaks up every other hour. <laughs> and, she sings, and she sings about it. You know? Right. I mean, I right, can't. Right, right, it's, <laughs> it, 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 it's horrible. I love I love Stevie to death. I've worked with Steve, and he just released two singles, and mm-hmm. that's really his right. single. Uh, you know what's going on in the world today, right. and sad, sad, sad part of that is, I mean, they'll play, they'll burn the radio up, and and oh well, mm-hmm. no it's not going to sell. Mm-hmm. It's not going to mm-hmm. sell because that's not what's selling today. Right. Right. Fortunately, right. I mean, that that is not what is selling. I mean, and, and you I remember mean, even back in the day when that was news, Stevie Wonder just released two singles. I mean, that was like huge, yeah. huge, huge news. And now it's like, you know, it's, a bl- it's barely a blip on the radar. You know, I remember when uh, we used to I could be sitting at a street light and it's the lights red and I hear this 808 boom just coming up in the car back here mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like oh my goodness boom pull up and 95% of the time the driver of that car and the passengers are going to be black mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. this jettison to 2020 and that same 808 is cranking with everything else Mm-hmm. And that car pull up, you won't know who's in that car. Yeah, there you go. Asian, yep, exactly. Asian, black, Middle Eastern, mm-hmm. white, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the hip hop era has taken over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, everybody just with my with my sons. You know, I'm with them at basketball practice, and it's you know just a rainbow coalition of the ethnicities of kids that are on the court. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And and you can have whoever rapping over the speakers and every kid on that court just joke, 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 just yep. letting you that's right. Letting you have it. And I'm just like that is so right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now when I was coming up and that young man would use the N word, he'd be on his back. There you go. <laughs> you right. Know? Right. Right. But That's now, right. because it's the part of a lyric, no harm, no foul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, 
it has hip hop has reached out and touched these last few generations like no music ever has. I mean, mm-hmm. you and I, Eddie, came up to me during the greatest period of music ever. I think so. I think so. I say the same thing all the time. In our hometown, we had a little radio station called WAKR. WAKR. Yep. Yep. And you could hear Aretha, Stevie, right after that, hear the Rolling Stones and the Birds, Paul Simon. After that, hear James Brown, hear Mm -hmm. the Jackson Five. Mm -hmm. After that, Here's Simon. He, I mean, Freddie. What, what, what were all the country guys too? Because we heard them too. What I remember. Well, well no, you got to remember what happened with that. With country, we had to roll it over to Whistler. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're telling me. And here, old Jay. <laughs> here, old Jay Bird. Yep. Old Jay Bird. Because that was my mom's station right there. You right, better right, not turn right. Whistler off the radio. You know, but that uh, was the thing. We grew up hearing and singing it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the love of spoon for what a day for a day right. dream. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. you know, yep. I mean, Diamond Girl. And from beginning to and end, not like little pieces. And I mean, that's we right. learned that stuff. Right. Learned from know, beginning to end. And, and that's why, I mean, our love for music was just, I mean, it embraced us. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Now, and because of technology, I mean, our kids listen to what they want to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's not that we were force-fed all of these different amazing genres of music. Mm -hmm. That's all we had. I mean, Mm -hmm. just like TV Mm had three, five, eight. Right. Then one day. Then and, one day and every, every 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 once in a while was it 23 it would come in for about five minutes yeah. and then go back on the uhf channel <laughs> then we got 23 43 and 61. there it is you there know yeah yep. but man we were so happy i mean we'd sing just everything but mm-hmm. i think the limitations of what the ear is allowed to have during these times also makes them limited in their appreciation for some amazing music in other genres. Mm-hmm. You know, my kids, I mean, they were raised, they, I mean, there's nothing like being in the car with me and all three of my kids on there, way way singing Earth Wind, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. and singing cameo. You know, I mean, now they still got their thing, but right. they still love dad's music. Right. Yeah. You know, and, yep. same with mine. And, mm-hmm. and they uh they love it. They wow, you know, that's dad, you know, with Whitney. That's mm-hmm. that's dad. Oh, nice. that's dad with Rita, you know. Oh, it was funny the other day they were doing uh, what were they playing? Who's whom and who uh-huh. with, with, with Rita. Uh-huh. And and then they'll hear Wang Chung. They'll hear this blah, 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 blah. You know, and mm-hmm. they just, oh, dad. And then, because I always love taking my kids with me when, when I can to work. I mean, especially awesome. when I was doing nice. stuff like that. Hannah Very Montana nice. and Phineas and Fur. Oh, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, which always made dad great when they'd have yeah, career yeah, day right. at school. Right, right. And, you know, this kid's dad's a banker and he was talking about this and that. And they're just like, get out of the way. Here's Mr. Dorothy. Let's <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> you know, right, but, uh, right. But I wish it's 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 amazing when I go in, like I said, I've done uh, Kanye and, and some of the youngsters, Eddie, and they marvel at what we do. Mm-hmm. And, I, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, when I was a youngster, just like you, you go to my school, $5 gets you rental of an instrument and lessons for a semester. Yes, yes. I, mm-hmm. I learn and read for trumpet, cornet, French horn, tuba, baritone, mm-hmm. drums, bass, mm-hmm. guitar, piano. I mean, now. And, 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 and don't forget that $5 was hard to come by too. Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yep, yep. we and had to work now, for that. In today's society, when there's financial troubles in the school system, the first thing to go is the performing arts department. Yes. They take mm-hmm. away the music, they take away the choirs, they take away all of that. Mm-hmm. They'll do that before they take away basketball and football, baseball, anything like that. And to your point, the time, the very time that we're living in now, that's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what's yeah. happening. You know, all the entertainment is on lockdown, you know, yeah. but the sports, you know, the sports is still on. <laughs> sports on and, and believe it or not, we're here uh, in LA and, and Hollywood productions have begun to, to pick up and open up. Just recently. I mean, just recently. And yes. even then, I'm sure like on a li- on a limited kind there's of a still so much there's still a lot of, you know, naturally the COVID protocol. Right, right, right. And, uh so it's slowly but surely uh opening, but we'll never relive or live the times in music and entertainment that, that you and I were fortunate to have Eddie I mean it's just not meant to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I agree it's and and for me it's it's sad due to the fact that there's so much that the young people uh, are missing out missing on. out on you know mm-hmm. I mean you and I as we were coming up I mean people would now think we were music historians because mm-hmm. we know <laughs> we're relics musicians and things like that and just like no we had a chance to see and listen to and some work with i mean mm-hmm. you guys mm-hmm. don't care about it. i mean mm-hmm. you can say something about a couple people i mean they don't know who it is mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. on the flip side they can say something to me about one of their artists i don't know who in the hell right. it is right i don't i don't i don't really care mm-hmm. You know, um, it's it's kind uh, of interesting because you're talking about like as far as like the time now and everything. To your point, I, and and I'm sure you would agree, it's like you know the classics that we we still play from. Um, uh, I lost you. Where are you? Are you there? Hello. Are you there? Got you. 
Okay, cool. <laughs> so, Man. That's all right. <laughs> Lost you for a second there. And this is this will be edited out, so don't worry about it. So I got you. But um but, I was I was making the point then as far as like like the time that we're living in uh now as opposed like when we were coming up, like you said, that was like the best time, you know, as far as musically. Yes. And I, I totally agree with you. And you you can compare the music. It's like, you know, the cover bands and all that stuff are still playing the music from back then. And you wonder how much of that is going to be played, like from you know, from this period in another 40 years. I'd be willing to guess that, you know, still that stuff from back then is going to be played then as opposed to the stuff now then. Does that make sense? Well, um, well, here's here's the big thing, Eddie. I mean, you and I, we have had the chance to really we came up through an era when when an artist had a career 25, 30 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, now it's all about, I mean, you can be happy if you get a hit and and got a few years in, in the game. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I was talking to a, a parent friend and I was saying how disappointed I had been over the years about the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame. I mean, mm. it used to be where you had to put in, you know, 25, 30 years to be considered mm -hmm. and have consideration of, of reaching that that goal. Now, a couple dollars, a couple petitions. I mean, I look down and I see Justin Bieber, you know, wow. next to Cap Calloway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, Steve, Steve yeah. Harvey, Steve Harvey put that best a few years ago on one of the award shows where he was talking mm -hmm. about like the, you know, the Lifetime Achievement Award. And he, he said mm -hmm. then of, of the industry, you can't have a Lifetime Achievement Award if your song isn't on vinyl, eight track, cassette. <laughs> you, know, you can't have a Lifetime Achievement Award unless you've got that, you know. <laughs> and, so. and the thing of it is, I always tell and I, uh, and, and naturally, Steve's another one from home, from Ohio, mm -hmm. from Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, uh, it's tough to receive a lifetime achievement award when you've yet to really live life. Thank you, thank you. I agree. You've had to experience something in life. Mm -hmm. To and like you said, Justin Bieber next to who was it? Cary Grant? Is that who you said? I, I said I said Cab Calloway. Yeah, Cab Calloway. Right, I, right. I saw. Uh, uh, Miley Cyrus, I mean, next to mm -hmm. Tina Turner, mm -hmm. you, you, mm -hmm. you can't do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, that's, that's, that's a slap in the face. I agree. I agree. You know, um, mm -hmm. they, uh, I remember when you guys, when Switch received their first gold album, mm -hmm. I mean, people don't realize that 500,000 copies was hard to come by. It was, it sure was. It sure was. And uh, now they give them away like water. Right. Right. You know, I don't understand mm -hmm. it. I mean, I'm, I'm, and I, and I know because I have, have them by the tons in, I'm in sure storage. You mm -hmm. I'm sure you, you do. Know. Mm -hmm. But Eddie, it's, it's, it's a difference. I mean, you used to really be proud, you know, when someone, you know, handed you that because you knew you were part of something. That once again, I keep using the word historical, but I mean, it's just not easy. People don't know what went into getting those sales. And I mean, 
And when you start talking about platinum, I mean, uh, I remember Michael, which album was it? Dangerous. Mm-hmm. Dangerous only did uh, initially 20, 26 million. Mm. And they said, wow, I guess Michael's losing it. Right. What a disappointment, right? 26 million records. Right, right. You know, and so, but I mean, when you set the plateau so when you high, set that bar so high, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's really difficult when you uh first of all your your project has no budgetary limits mm-hmm. oh you know right i mean right you know i remember mike when we did what was it uh not the heal the world but uh earth well, anyhow mm-hmm. he, he cut 100 tracks mm. 100 tracks 100 tracks ed to keep 14. 100 tracks, now, okay, 100 songs. 100 songs to keep 14. And none now, of these songs sounded the same. They were all different songs. All different. Wow. Plus you had people, you know, trying to, what can we do? What can we do mm-hmm. to get a song on there? Mm-hmm. You know, and you and I both know, you know, budgets on a Michael Jackson track. Right, right, oh, you're right. So, right. you know, when you're Sony, you're not thinking twice about it because you know, just as soon as it hits the streets, right. what's coming back. All that money's made back on the first day, yeah, <laughs> let, alone the, you know, let alone the profit. And that's the thing, they don't, they don't think about that. But when you only generate 26 million copies times back what was a record 19 mm-hmm. or 20 some odd dollars mm-hmm. you know if i'm sony i'm not doing too bad right <laughs> right you know right but right. it's uh it's it things have changed so very much i never thought i'd see the day when rock is almost obsolete oh my gosh i didn't think of, you're right you're right. I mean, when you start thinking about metal and grunge and all this stuff, I remember uh, it was it was funny because they didn't know how to react to me. All these uh, magazines were there when I was uh, doing uh, the Motley Cruz album, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they said I was the first black to perform on on metal, and they said, you know, and they're just like, how does it feel? Man, it's just music, right? You know, we going uh, smoking in the boys' room and all that stuff, uh-huh. and uh, and and I I became pretty close to those guys, right? But it's uh, they're dinosaurs, mm. mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, even even guys like me, Eddie, it it gets difficult when it comes to live shows now and even uh, on air appearances with different bands because they want a younger look mm, right right you know right it, it's 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 no longer about your skill set you know, right it's uh i remember uh you know i did the first ooh, nine seasons 11 seasons of idol mm-hmm. and, 
and Left Vital went to the voice. And, uh, you know, I remember it was just truly about the voice. I was traveling all around the country doing auditions to mm-hmm. send people to L.A. Right, right. And so we had a production meeting. I think I was, we were in Atlanta or Chicago, one of them. And they said, today, I need you to find me the next Justin Bieber. Uh, find me the next Beyonce. And I'm just like, ho, 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 ho. That's <laughs> not what we we do. We're, it's the voice. Right. And suddenly from that day on, our show was becoming, for lack of a better term, uh, almost scripted. Oh, wow. You know, okay. because I'm sitting there and I have some people who are just killing mm-hmm. I'm just like, Woo! Mm-hmm. And can't wait to give him this red card, and and I said, ah, that's mm-hmm. thank you very much. You you hear from us later, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. and I'm just like it was killing me. So I had this one girl that came on. I said they're gonna just get mad at me. I gave her that red card, and uh, they stopped her the next the next round. They stopped. Her. No, no, no. And then they came back to me. We told you what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just like, come on, people. I mean, it's singing is becoming, I mean, almost like jazz, almost becoming a lost art. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there are no more. I mean, R&B doesn't exist right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I mean, Eddie, right now, Warner Brothers was the last point. label to shut down their uh, rhythm and blues department. They actually shut it down. All, I mean, all of all of them have. Wow. You know, I mean, Motown. Is that a good thing? Do you think that's a good thing though? Because now there there are no separations. It's all music. Well, it's it's not because it's still of the genre itself. It's uh, it's all either now you're pop or your hip hop, your rap, your country, wow. your jazz. Uh, some some labels still have a blues uh, department, uh, but there are no more R&B departments because they say there are not enough R&B vocalists. Oh, wow. mm. I see your point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they it, it doesn't exist. I mean, mm-hmm. When your Jennifer Hudson's, your Fantasia's, your Beyonce's, people like that, they're surviving because of their pop side. Their mm-hmm. audiences mm-hmm. You know, are, I see. Di- I see. are very diverse. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, back in, back in our day, R&B was the thing because it I was mean, the thing. It's had, right, definitely. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. pop didn't exist. It was mm-hmm. pop if you had R&B. You had rock, mm. country, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, you know, like I said, you have pop, you have hip hop, mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. rap, and those are the top three royalty making and and just overall money generating uh, genres that we have. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. Know? And uh, I don't think it's good because there are we don't have like I said you got Chris Brown and Usher mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and 
Joe. But now all three of them lyrically and and groove factor wise are all hip hop. Gotcha. Right. Uh, right. I see. I see. And what I meant by that, as far as like back when we were coming up, I mean, a classic line from the um, the Beats movie. You know, mm -hmm. we're always cross. Why we got to cross over? We're always we're something. And that's what I meant by that, as far as like yeah. the, the um, like the the difference and and all that. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. It's uh, it's uh, it's tough because they found themselves at the mercy of the of the labels. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hip hop is real growing now, so we need you to spice up your lyrics a little bit. Uh, yep. We need you yep. to do this a little bit. And I mean, man, I it was fun to be able to, uh, I mean, we take a girl out and while you're riding, you're on your way home listening to Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> Teddy was doing all the work for you. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Teddy. Right. Oh, right. Put on the Isley Brothers. Let Ronald. Ronald, go on and get me home. Right. 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 We don't have that anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't have that, and, and they and to me, they just don't know what they're missing because you had a lot of writers who their specialty was ballads and oh. love songs, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. They, everyone can't write a groove. Right, that's they true, just, that's you, true, and that's you okay. Have, you, yeah, mm -hmm. you have musicians, mm -hmm. I mean, like for me, my strong point has always been anything ballad, mid-tempo. That's been me. Yeah, I don't know, mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, play funk, love funk, but I have not, I've never been able to, to master the group. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and so uh, it's, I, 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 I miss it. Uh, I don't think we'll, you know, they always say everything comes around full circle. Uh, I think, unfortunately, where we are today, Gener generates way too much revenue to mm, try mm -hmm. and come back to mm -hmm. what it was, you know, mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. plus our generation and maybe a year or so after us, that, that, that's it from, from that music. I mean, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's almost like us watching KCOP and looking at the stylistic, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, God damn, am I that old? You know, I, it's funny. Right. I opened up the mail, the mail the other day and I saw that AARP and I said, oh, wait. <laughs> they got me. They got That's me. me. That's me. That's <laughs> me. And, and, and the reminder, the reminder to, to re-up with him. Yes, yes. yes. That's That's me. Up. Hey, $16. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well. And I never you, use it, but hey. <laughs> and you know something, Ed, here's the thing. I mean, we are right now where our parents were. Mm -hmm. I mean. We are. We are. We, I mean, everything that we, we do now, I mean, we sit and I think about the artists that I've, I, I've worked with, which, like I said, are just 
legendary. Yeah. But mm-hmm. my God, the kids coming behind me doing what I do mm-hmm. that are looking at me like I looked at the people in front of me, the Jim Gill straps, mm-hmm. the water, all of these amazing singers mm-hmm. uh, who helped pave the way for guys like myself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, time waits for no one. There you go. There you go. You're right. You know, you're right. And, and, and change in technology is constantly, constantly moving and moving forward. And, uh, a lot of it, you know, we like a lot of it. I'm just like, wow, it just takes away, it makes it so we like, I'm not a fan of Melodyne. Mm. Mm. Oh, no, I'm mm. gonna, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. If, you, you can't sing on pitch. You shouldn't be singing. There you go. Thank let, you. Let alone, let alone as a profession. Even even in, even in the room, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. You shouldn't even be in the room. So hey. Here's the thing, Eddie. Now they take uh, Melodyne on the road. What? And perform with it live? And run run it through the board because you know guys. So like, it it's 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 reacting in real time. Yes. I, wow. Because you got to remember, guys like Drake use the Melodyne for something that we used to use and call the vocorder. Ah, okay, as an effect. Yes, Uh uh you know, but so he's getting the best of both worlds. He's getting the effect, but he's also getting the fix. Smart, smart. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, 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 you know, I mean, (laughs) Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, Kevin, Kevin, man, <laughs> we can go yeah. on and on and on. But I, you know, in in closing, in closing here, I want you, I want you to have the last word as far as like advice and and what would you, what what advice? I mean, because again, if you if we again, we barely even in these in these couple of hours, we barely even scratch the surface as far as like everything Kevin has done. I mean, Kevin just talked about, you know, that he he worked, he was one of the vocal coaches on on Idol. And and um, I'm sorry, the, the other show escapes me right now. Um, oh, the voice, the voice, the voice. And again, like I said, I mean, we, we just kind of touched upon that. He's done all these amazing things with all these amazing people. So if you want to know, I mean, you got to look Kevin Dorsey up and, you know, Kevin Dorsey, the singer, not the other, the other Kevin Dorsey, Kevin Dorsey, the singer, look at what this man has done. I'm proud to call him a friend of mine from, from way back. We talk about Akron, Ohio, shout out to Akron, Philip Fingerham. I'm so proud to call this a friend of mine. With that, I want to please give the, the business with all your knowledge and, every, you know, a professor even, what advice would you have to offer like those that are up and coming in the business right now? Uh those were up and coming and I I told this to Neo who I had the pleasure of being his musical director mm. um, I didn't know that see see look at Kevin anyway I'm sorry <laughs> you know educate yourself educate yourself please 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 no matter how talented your instrument may be Please learn to read music. It, it will take right you now. and put you leaps and bounds above other musicians. I mean, yes, they may outplay you, but believe me, 
you will get places that unfortunately they will not. Mm -hmm. uh, the industry. I can, vouch, is, I can totally vouch for that, but you're, you're yes, absolutely right. The industry mm -hmm. is changing day after day, just like instruments. I mean, mm -hmm. something new comes out almost every hour, it seems. Mm -hmm. but stay to the course, you know, not being a person who is, you know, a dark cloud. Everyone is not made for this industry. The entertainment industry is not one for the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And believe me, I am so pro people going for your team and, and, and doing it, but you cannot be discouraged. I mean, a lot of people will try and sell you a false bill of goods. Oh, you're the greatest thing since especially life. Especially in this business. Especially mm -hmm. in this business. And you have to be honest with yourself. You know, before you even begin trying, if you think you truly, truly have a shot mm -hmm. to be something special uh, in this industry. Uh, it's become an industry of the young. Uh, it, it used to be where you really, you could even start a little late. It didn't matter, right, you're still right. Have a hit because mm -hmm. you were talented and had great music. Uh, now, my God, 23, 24, you're on the downslope. Right, right. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but continue writing, continue working hard. Please never stop educating yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, always have great representation if you get into the position to where you're heading towards and you've been blessed to get to the next level. Make sure you have great legal representation because uh, if you don't, that can cost you so, so very much. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, and we've seen so many dreams just killed. Shattered. Because, yeah. mm -hmm. because they didn't know what they signed, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. just- And sad to say that's still the case today. That's still the case it even is. today. It, mm -hmm. is, it, it really is, mm -hmm. you know? And you know something, we do this because there's nothing like loving what you do to make mm. a living. Mm -hmm. I mean, Eddie said it earlier. I mean, we, when we were in Akron as kids, I mean, until we really had to go try to find a job, mm -hmm. those 35, 45, $40 weekends mm -hmm. that we were doing those clubs, that was big money for us. It was huge money. <laughs> I mean, that was yeah. that was that mm -hmm. was that was our job. That mm -hmm. was why we were in those basements and garages, practicing day in and day mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. You know, and, mm -hmm. uh, and I have to say this real quick. I'll never forget. I went to watch Eddie and those guys. They were playing at a talent show at Bookstore High School. <laughs> 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 oh, you had to go there. You had to go there. And, and uh, their, uh -oh. their drummer. Here it comes, you guys. And, Listen. And this woman, I remember her. Her name was Cheryl Dawkins. Miss Dawkins, yep. Mrs. And, Dawkins. And Miss, it was Richard Hearns. Richard Hearns. Hearns said, stop, stop. Don't play another <laughs> No. <laughs> We haven't received our money. Oh my God! And Kevin, Kevin's putting that nicely now. Those are, are exactly the words he used. But 
Yeah, anyway, he's he's using the, the, the PG version now. We have not received our money. Oh my goodness, that was so, so, so funny. The whole show yeah. stopped right there and then. Yes, it did. It did. And yep. uh, Eddie, I want to say thank you. I, I, I love you like a brother. I'm so glad to see you doing this because Man. so many people, there's so many of us out there that people need to hear their stories and and uh, just need to, it's uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's a small education, but it's fun, uh, it's educational, uh, it brings back such, such wonderful memories of, of life and, and things that people have done and things that we've done together and experienced together. Yes. And, uh, yes. I wish yes. everyone who's trying to do this, put your best foot forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love what you do, be smart about what you do, and uh, and stay blessed. And I thank you. Kevin Dorsey, thank you so much for being on the playground with me. Man, it was truly an honor. Man, and again, I mean, we barely scratched the surface of everything that Kevin has done over the years and everything. And I mean, successful at everything. And uh, uh, your story, I mean, as long as I've known you, it's been one of true, truly inspiring, truly encouraging, and talk about like keeping your eye on the prize. And Kevin has done that throughout his career. Kevin, my brother from Akron, Ohio, fan of Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Thank you again for being on the playground with me. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Ed. Much love. Back at you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.